This is Is Anyone Out There? <laughs> a podcast and no answers. This is episode six on image and brand. Yeah. Um, I took my sweet time with this episode. <laughs> the reason I wanted to talk about it, even if I'm reticent to talk about it in real life, is because it's so invasive and everything is in images. That's how we're communicating these days. So I think I wanted to look at that. And there's like this weird, I don't want to say shame around talking about it. I think I've somehow linked social media or kind of these buzzfeedy clickbait forms of communication as something very vapid. And so I sort of refuse somewhere deep down to accept it as part of our culture. And I don't think it has to be. I, I don't think that that's the, the answer necessarily. I think that there's a lot of dimension within this topic. And so maybe seeing a more well-rounded scope of this idea of brand and image and maybe stripping away some of those preconceived notions I had around it made it a little bit easier to sit with. You'll notice that the ending and the beginning are the same. I think that those ideas hit differently after you've heard it. It felt very cyclical to me and intuitive to sort of just land back where we started. So I'm aware that I did that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, thank you for staying with it. As always, uh, I love hearing what people think about the episode and, and talking about it. On this episode, we have Zoe Kemp, Jackson Katz, Libe Barrer, Vanessa Weingarten, and Alex Stevens. It sort of stuck with me that someone said that we read literature to see ourselves more clearly. And I feel that way 100%. I think that no one fully understands themselves. And the best way to understand yourself is to hold up mirrors of various kinds whether it's a literal mirror and you look at yourself in the mirror it's your reflection or whether it's a novel about someone across the world from you who you who you would think you have nothing in common with until you realize you do I think that's a really good mirror for what it means to be a human and be you in particular you know yeah I was a typography student, so I was always drawing the text that I was going to do. And it became a thing. And then I remember in my first job, kind of that handwritten stuff started taking off. And everyone wanted me to do it. And it just felt so not me. But everyone saw that kind of as my brand. But it was just like I was doing things based on skills other people like. But it wasn't until 10 years later that I was just doing the stuff that I like in addition to what people were wanting. And so many times they would pick what I did for myself over what they had thought would be good. And over time that has kind of caught on. And then, you know, as a graphic designer, people start associating that with you. Career brand is something that makes me nauseous to think about. <laughs> I don't know, in acting classes and stuff, like there's a lot of talk about like your brand. Mm-hmm. And I 
definitely subscribed to that, you know, out of school. I got out of college and I was like, well, I'm going to cut my hair short and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lean into like being, you know, moody and smart. (laughs) I'm just going to like lean into that. And those are the roles that I'm going to like get. And I mean, I guess that I I did wind up like playing that. Yeah. And, And so maybe that was successful. To me, a brand is like Billabong. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it matters if you're trying to sell your your product, right? Is that what that's for? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to. I just mean I I definitely want it to be a concise thing, and I want people to want it, whatever that means. If it's streaming the music, connecting with it, or buying shirts, or connecting with the show, whatever. But I don't know. I just think I do think that the image. It, the image and the the aesthetics of the project are important because that was part of the reason why I started. Um, so that's definitely important to me is that I wanted like a specific image, vibe, aesthetic, whatever. And I wanted you to, for it to be palpable. I wanted you to really feel it when you see the show, when you listen to the music. Yeah. And I guess if that's like a brand, then yes. Then, then yeah, it's very important. I don't know what my brand specifically is, <laughs> but I'm always trying to figure out where that lands and in what sphere. So do you feel like you present yourself outwardly one way and inwardly another? Yeah, there's definitely a difference in the way I portray myself on social media and at work. It's not like a 180 flip, but you know, my job calls for me to be super outgoing and be loud, you know, always say hi to people. And when really I'm my most comfortable when I can be with people, I feel trustworthy around and can be silent. I don't really find I want to put the way that I am with the people I want to be with on social media. Yeah. Or else you've just kind of given your full self to millions of people you don't know that can come across your profile. And if that's who you are and that's who your job is, then great. But for me as a choice, like it's almost like it's it's valuable to me. Yeah. As something that only some people are gifted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think like you gain from, from keeping that? I think it makes it feel a little more real. I, I go into rabbit holes of people's Instagrams that I come across with in real life. And I get so frustrated to see how they're not that person. And as I'm speaking this, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just had a breakthrough. Do I pay you for this session? As an older version of the millennials, like I think <laughs> I read into it a little differently and I see some sort of optimism We've been talking in the marketing industry uh, for a few years now, and I think it's really, really becoming a thing now where authenticity is the biggest thing. They're like disguising it better. Like, I feel like you look at teenagers' Instagrams, and I feel like there's a lot of, like, a lot of their aesthetics are like, I'm over this. It's the art, like, it's, it's all about, like, the irony of the way that people present themselves. But it's like, but they're still presenting themselves in that way. And it's very manicured. It's just manicured in a different way. I feel like it's just, like, sneakier. The ironic, you know, lazy caption or whatever is, you know, of the selfie that's, like, that's slightly skewed that, like, is, but it's still, like, a beautiful picture or whatever. And they probably took as many pictures in order to get it as the back when you're like framing it in white and the like the white uh-huh. aesthetic and the perfect cup of coffee and I, it's just as manicured it's just slightly sneakier now i like that you keep saying slightly sneakier <laughs> <laughs> i just like really latched on to that <laughs> if 
I posted, I don't even know what I would, what I would have posted to people. I don't know. One of those hand holding hiking photos or something, <laughs> like something that was outside of my brand. Friends would DM me and say, what the hell was that? That's not, and people do that with brands too. And instead of DMing them, they comment like a troll or they just unfollow. What you're saying about, okay, yeah, I could have posted this leg photo and said what was really happening, but that's so boring. But then I also find it funny when people post these very attractive photos of themselves and then are like, just ate a huge hamburger. I hate that. I can't stand that. Yeah. What is the right answer? That is like trying to be relatable with the hamburger part, but then also look inaccessible because of how beautiful you look. So it's like saying, you want to be like me, but I'm also, don't worry, I'm like you, but but just better. <laughs> if I was supposed to vote of me post hamburger, like my pants are on button. <laughs> so who knows? Better check that Instagram soon getting everything beautiful and getting the copy right a lot of these brands just turn and burn content so you know in a photo shoot for one to five images back then these photo shoots are ripping out hundreds of images just so they have a catalog you know oh so-and-so said something about pink dresses let's pull that image up and shoot it off with a stupid caption in that same sense we're in a Pinterest world. Everyone's copying everyone else's, you know, galaxy donuts and like mermaid hair and moving fast. And if you don't have content, that's that same exact thing. You're out of line. And so our jobs as creatives aren't to make these things that are like, you know, grounded in foundation, grounded in who this brand is or anything like that. It's literally you'll walk into a meeting and they're like, I saw this today while I was, you know, on the subway to work. And they just show you a picture and they want you to recreate this thing somebody else has already done. Do you think that there's an objective idea of beauty in our culture? No, it's all subjective and it's all made up. Think about how, especially like in LA, amongst young people, young liberal people in a city, they all want their living room to look the same. They want like a green velvet couch and a fiddly fig in like a mid-century modern planter with a colorful rug and minimalist design. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it is beautiful. I love that. I love that aesthetic, don't get me wrong. But it's, is that in any way objective? Of course not. It's like a pastiche of like all these different aesthetic traditions, architectural traditions, interior design movements, social media, popularity contests between different companies that have cropped up in the last decade and fought their way in to be the place to buy a couch. It's commercialism. It's all of these things. None of it, in my opinion, is objective. We kind of have no control over it. It's sort of yeah. like it bombards us from all sides, I think. Right. It's whatever you're influenced by. Yeah. Especially in New York, you're out on the street and you buy your like $15 salad and your $10 coffee and whatever. And it's not anything that you question. And it's like a fine salad and it's a fine coffee, but we've just gotten used to spending so much money on these things. And so we're just like living in this fucking illusion of the way that we're completely, we're living in the illusion of choice when really we are just completely at the mercy of the sweet green corporations, (laughs) like of these like coffee places that like are very, you know, like we're just completely at their mercy and in the design department there's six people and i'm thinking like there's six people in the design department but like 
they have these 25 giant brands that are exploding. And then the interviewer walked me by this other section was like, oh, this is the social media department and it's 50 plus people. Wow. I think that this is not going to be a forever thing where this oversaturation, especially with the pandemic. And I think it will shake things up a little bit where people, they value things a little bit more deeply and read into what somebody is telling them a little bit more, see if it's true or false. Mm -hmm. I think that we've gone, we've gone through the gauntlet of trying out stuff back in college. I remember getting on Instagram where it was like Instagram, like this is not going to be a thing. And now it's, you can tap on sweatpants to order them. Yeah. Like it just, it's completely changed everything. But I don't think we're going to stay in that world for too much longer. I think that consumers are smarter. We're not actively like choosing where we put our money and once we were separated from those things by having to stay in our houses and by like a lot of places shutting down during this time has made us like rethink our relationship to I've been thinking a lot about my relationships where I spend my money and whatnot and then this movement is happening and then we're talking about the exploitation of workers and I think that like the reconfiguring in our brains of where we've been putting our money and like what we've taken as givens as where we put our money and becoming more conscious with that is um kind of amazing i agree i could be better about where (laughs) i I put my money even no me too and i still like you know and then i'll still like buy something on amazon and i'm like (laughs) that's the worst place i could put my money yeah amazon's (laughs) really just like fucked us i know and it's so but and it's like well I'll get it so fast. (laughs) I know. I know. It's just like, how good of a person am I? Yeah, it's it's definitely tricky. And it's also weird when it's social causes that you believe in and that's being used towards you in order to get you to spend money. Yeah. But I don't know what the right answer is to that because I want you to support, you know, Black Lives Matter and I want you to support, you know, pride and I I want you to support women equality like all of those things are like things i can get behind but also at the same time do you really do you really or is this just a way to like tap into this demographic Um, i mean yeah that's so difficult and i feel like i don't think i've ever actually been in a situation in a meeting where a client has proposed some sort of social activation or give back where i've been like yeah that sounds good it never Take your employees out and do it and do a good job or give the money back. But unless you're Dove and have lawyers and millions and billions of dollars, it's not going to be great. Do you think it costs us collectively to try to identify ourselves in this way? Or do you think we... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's there's this weird thing happening where... Everybody is putting value, including myself. I put value, too, on authenticity. But the moment you try to brand something, it's not authentic anymore. Or is it? I, I don't I don't know. Like, a, I don't remember who. It was probably Plato or something. <laughs> but, um, it said that, like, beauty is truth. Hmm. It's, like, recognizing truth and also, like, that communication with an object that you deem tr- true is like a direct communication with God. That's hmm. how they defined it. I think that's really interesting. I think that I would maybe nuance it a bit for myself to say that 
it's recognizing either what you perceive to be a truth or an untruth that's shared by other people. So whether or not it's true is kind of neither here nor there, but if you, if you feel that you're experiencing something that connects you to other humans in a way that you haven't felt before, whether or not it's totally made up and you're like, I've had that thought before. I've had that made up fantasy before as well. And so I feel connected to the person who created it. Learning about who like my ancestors were and seeing pictures of them. And I have pictures of my great grandmother around my house and she had like a fucking amazing sense of style and that has informed the way that I present myself. So I guess I do have internal reasons for the way that I present myself to the world. And I guess that the way that people perceive me that then has become, that is my brand, I guess. But Mm -hmm. I guess I've had to sort of divorce myself from looking at that as career brand and rather just developing what my taste and insides look like in order to share that on the outside. And that feels more real and natural than like, I have to, I'm going to be this girl. Like I'm the like, (laughs) whatever. I'm the like funny girl today. I'm the like yeah. I'm the quirky girl. I'm the weird girl. I feel like that is actually not <laughs> beneficial to lean into. <laughs> Growing up in a very uh, all all completely different than me. It was all straight people I went to school with. It was all white people I went to school with. It was all jocks I went to school with. It's everything completely different for me. And I was this weird art kid. And I think I wanted. I wish I would have had that weird voice. Mm-hmm. before and so now all of that's very attractive to me and I think things that I find beautiful in art is always weird and unique and special and one of a kind everyone's got their own interpretation of it and everyone should believe and see it as however they want you know mm-hmm. I think that I'm very into this like wabi-sabi like it's perfect to be imperfect sort of a thing and I think it's exciting to me when friends are attracted to somebody at a bar or wherever that I don't get it, you know, like whether it's personality or look, yeah, like, I don't understand, but it is so intriguing and kind of hot and exciting to me that they see this person and they're seeing something else that I'm not seeing, but yeah. then they are seeing it, you know, and it's, I think that's really, that's a, that's a fun part of, of beauty and art, but that's, that's, it you know like i don't understand why we all have to find these same things the exact same way because we won't when people ask if i believe in god i think my answer is like yes if if god is something greater than myself and i definitely think there's something greater than myself and i think that thing is humanity i think it's like humanity is more than the sum of its parts Mm -hmm. there's this like crazy experience of being human that we all share that we don't understand and that we can only tap into at moments. And I think those moments are beautiful moments. Mm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. And so it's how we tap into those moments of beauty are going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely subjective, definitely based on who you are and where you're from and what you value. I forget who said this, but it sort of stuck with me that someone said that we read literature to see ourselves more clearly. And I feel that way 100%. I think that no one fully understands themselves. And the best way to understand yourself is to hold up mirrors of various kinds, whether it's a literal mirror and you look at yourself in the mirror, it's your reflection, or whether it's a novel about someone across the world from you who you, who you would think you have nothing in common with until you realize you do. And I think that's a really good mirror for yeah. what it means to be 
A, human, and B, you in particular. You know? Yeah. Yeah.